Tuesday, coming in hot. <laughs> Kyle just comes into the live stream holding sneakers and sneaker laces. Uh, we have talking about the strike, of course. Talking about Doc Martens today because it's good. And we're talking about all these panel prep meetings. What were you holding up? Hold it back up. What do you got so there? This Sh- is, show the people. Look, and describe so it for the, the people on the Pumas. podcast. I'm a Puma guy, right? So this is the new Pumas. They got the OG, the little gold Puma right there. The OG full swipe, white, that white base. Is that called a swipe? This, yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. And then, see, I'm a soccer guy. <laughs> so this is like the full leather with the soccer lacing on the top. Oh. And I'm like, so many color combinations he with the He texted me last night. He's like, what am I going to do with this? But I think, I think I'm going with. The white I on agree. black laces. That's, with that's the a black good call. Thing. I didn't want to influence your decision, but that was my first instinct. There we go. Was the white laces? We got to figure it out. We're talking shoes on both ends of the thing. <laughs> we are. Oh, we were on panel prep calls yesterday. It was nuts. I had three of them, which is nuts. <laughs> that is nuts. I had and, uh, one. I have three look, today. Yeah. So panel. Explain to people panel three. panel prep calls. So a soda con is next do. week. And yeah. we curate these panels and then we have prep meetings with the people involved to get people comfortable with one another and just see where it goes. Continue. Yep. So basically what we do is the goal is to like get them talking just long enough where we're like, okay, we got something to go on. And then we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. save it for the panel. Yep. Cause all of a sudden, like everybody's like pile on the, you know, like pile on the topic. Everybody's like, Oh, let me tell you about in one time. And this is the thing and I'm working on. And we're like, Yes, this is what the people need. Uh, so I like the energy on each panel was just like, oh, yeah, we can talk about this. We can talk about that. Yep, we're doing. I was I was on a call with Rick Reichert, uh, Dan Bannister and Ben Hadley. We were talking about customer lifecycle management. And look, the practical things that Rick and Dan are doing in the store and then the way that Ben, with his just like way of phrasing sentences, came in and just overlaid what that intention and that heart set was and how that translates into revenue. Psh, y'all going to want to be there for that one. I'm just, I'm, I know there's two other sessions at the same time. I'm just saying. That I know. I, what time is that one? When is that one? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's somewhere. Somewhere. Hey, if you haven't got your SotoCon tickets yet. You still can go. So it is, it starts, at, it. it's the, the reception is a week from yesterday. The actual full programming starts a week from today, just south of BWI airport. Uh, so we'll call it North Annapolis at the live casino hotel. Amazing venue, amazing experience plan. And as Kyle was saying, amazing panels, hand curated. My panel prep call yesterday was with the CMO of Group One, Kimberly Barda, uh, the CEO mm. of Stream Companies and Full Throttle, David Rain, and uh, Aaron Sparks, the marketing director for Denoyer in Michigan. And I had the same thing. I had to shut everybody up because <laughs> everybody was talking about how to keep the, the, this panel is about how to keep the human at the center of marketing strategy and execution with all the data inputs. And these are data minded people and human centric people started talking about the experience, how it all comes together, the marketer's role and keeping it amazing. I, again, okay, save it, save it for the ring, everybody. And so, uh, again, another one of the things that's coming. Also want to give a shout out to everybody that's been dropping in 
on the swag stores. Kyle had uh, showed some of the swag, uh, the custom shoelaces. If you come to a SodaCon, you get a pair in your swag bag, but you can also buy them online. And over the last week, like Christian, David, Courtney, Mike, Jamie, John, people are like this over the last few days, actually, already since in. we launched them, people are starting to go to the swag shop. You can go, uh, if you go to shop.asodu.com, you can see the new releases, new bracelets, new uh, laces. There's a couple other new configurations drip. and drips coming up. Uh, lots of different colorways. Trying to wear the purpose on your person, right? To remind you of the things that matter. Man, that's a, that's a subtitle for wear the purpose, wear the purpose on, on your person. We'll do it. Ooh, we'll do it. Put uh, that on the site. And speaking of where, go. I think there are a couple of people wearing their purpose on their person right now. Speaking of the strike. UAW update. <laughs> Actually, all of those sounds They work together. They work together. Okay, we are on day five today. As the deadlock continues, UAW President Sean Fain warns of an escalating strike against the Detroit Big Three, encompassing then General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis, unless significant progress is made by Friday. So they put a little line in the sand. Uh, now, also, a potential dual strike is being fa uh, faced as uh, Ford looks at a potential strike in Canada as well with Unifor. So uh, Sean Fain said... Quote, if we don't make serious progress by noon on Friday, September 22nd, more locals will be called on to stand up and join the strike, indicated the expanded strike. Stellantis, in a statement, emphasized uh, they're having a constructive discussion with UAW, highlighting their aim to, quote, find common ground to reach an agreement that provides a bridge to the future, especially as they are focused on solving issues around uh, their assembly plant in Illinois and Belvedere, which has been active, inactive since February. So they took the plant down. A lot of conversations. Uh, you know, Ford is also looking, as we mentioned, at the simultaneous strike potentially, as Canada uh, could see 5,600 workers impacted and disrupt more U.S. Uh, operations, especially around the V8 engines that power, you know, the really profitable trucks like the Ford Super Duties, the F-150s, and the Mustang. So, you know, targeted strikes on the most profitable generators it seems like they're not messing around and i like i have no doubt that we're going to get to friday and we're going to see some targeted strikes and i i still think this is somewhere in that three to four week strike to get exactly what they're hoping for um i will say i'm going to give the little i i'm i'm, I'm going to try and pull in the little anecdotes the little notes from the side that aren't in the stories <laughs> and i was scrolling linkedin and two people that are owners or deal or managers at Ford dealerships were, were, were on LinkedIn saying, hey, look, I remember in the past, strikes like this could have bankrupted the company yep. uh, and sent, sent Ford into a frenzy trying to like make sure and appease everyone. Yep. Uh, but it's, it's they're, they're actually looking at Jim Farley saying he's taking a good approach to this. And if you look at uh, the comments here saying, hey, look, we're looking to hedge against the future. Um, you know, uh, there was also some like there was some some play from from Tesla and for, from well, we'll call it Elon Musk uh, that he ripped it's the Tesla. little blue check mark yesterday from UAW. Uh, from UAW, and then it got it got back and all that type of stuff. So there's just like, like lots in the water. These he days. just couldn't stand not being in the news cycle for a day. He's like, watch this. He's like, watch, watch this. Up. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. just oh, oh. need to go. see my name Play in the back. headlines. Need to see my name in the headlines before I can sleep well. Oh, man. Speaking uh, of seeing your name in the headlines, you know, good one. You know, real good one. You know, 
After Joe Biden weighed in on the strike last Friday, saying the big three didn't have uh, haven't appropriately shared profits with workers. Now, former President Donald Trump is planning on taking a crack at it, too. Trump is planning on skipping the second Republican presidential debate. He already missed the first one on purpose to address union workers in Detroit on the same day as the debate, September 27th, to focus on the negative aspects of Biden's EV policy. So the speech to Detroit auto workers and blue collar union members is part of his intensified campaign to uh, reclaim the support of working class voters who sided with Biden in 2020. And, you know, while Biden has long been the champion of union support, some workers feel he hasn't confronted manufacturers over their large industry profits. Also uh, about the EV incentives that they see as a disadvantage because there's a lot of EV uncertainty. So a lot of people getting a little tired of that. Trump aims to, uh, you know, obviously double down on the discontentment, asserting he will stand with uni uh, union workers if reelected president. So if the strike's still going, if it's going, that's eight days from now. Here's the thing. I don't like not getting political on this at all. Just recognizing that the big three manufacturers in the U.S. have a massive pull when it comes to voting political block. things, mm -hmm. to the economy, to, to like every news cycle and that's definitely not going away as we make more presses toward battery technology and understanding what happens with unions and new uh portions of these businesses so this is i if i had to guess this is not the first time where we're going to see political parties fighting oh. it, fighting over the next year on what manufacturing and profitability looks like and how the government is uh, engaging with it. Automotive so. is in the news for sure. It's in the news. I don't know what else to say, but except speaking of Doc Martens. Stop. <laughs> time. Let's just go bold. <laughs> let's, let's just go right at it. So uh, the London-based boot, boot maker, Dr. Martens, uh, or Doc Martens as the popularity <laughs> says, plans to launch, get this, a shoe repair service in Britain to boost its sustainability efforts, encouraging customers to prolong the lifespan of their footwear and introduce an additional source of income. So they're teaming up with a company called the Boot Repair Company in Leeds, which is a small city in in uh, in England, uh, to provide repairs. A full repair, such as a sole replacement, like a full replacement, is priced at 81 pounds or around 100 bucks, compared to 169 pounds for a brand new pair of 1460 model boots. You know the one that the ones that the classics with Doc Martin, your punk rock, uh, which is about them. 210 bucks. So you're saving 50 percent. Reskinning re uh, or resoling, uh, pardon me, your your boots. Um, CEO Kenny Wilson highlighted that while this might decrease new boot sales, it will foster customer loyalty in the long run. British introduction ask, uh, acts as a trial for a pot potential broader European rollout. Uh, basically, they want to uh, have the resale market contribute up to 10% of its revenue and launched a resale service as well on Depop last year, following brands like Zara and H&M tapping into this resale trend because, and we talk about this a lot, younger customers are eco-friendly. They're looking to kind of have that vintage look and feel and keep things uh, around and not just purchase net new. Uh, this is just, this is customer, going back to the panel on customer lifecycle management at a SoduCon. This is quintessential that. And I will say, people that are all up into uh, Doc Martens, like there's this thing about just having your pair, right? So I don't know.
The thing I, I, I love about this, first of all, a lot of people don't know, Kimberly Barta, the CMO of Group One, was actually, That's at right. one point in her career, the global brand director for Doc Martens, believe it or not. Also, the global brand director for Sorel, the boot company, like you retail know. thinking in automotive. They're doing a great job of listening and adapting. And I think that dealers would be well served to listen to what Gen Z wants, what they care about, and adapt their offerings, or at least reframing service, yep. reframing certified pre-owned, reframing this, you know, keeping your vehicle longer, you know, making it fresh. Even you think accessorizing, customizations, I think all of this has a valid place in culture and whether that's your marketing message in store, even in store experience. So we love, we love to talk about things where a brand reinvents a little bit because it's listening and pay attention, paying attention and We'll see, but I mean, it looks like they see also profit opportunity, right? Ah, see? Because see when there? you listen, like you pay attention to culture and you give them what they want. Funny thing is, people want to give you money for it. <laughs> give you money. For we it. hope you have an amazing Tuesday. Look, if you haven't got your tickets or if you just want to see what's up, asodocon.com. Have a great Tuesday. We will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.